Welcome back, everybody. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be back. The Yep Podcast, season two, episode one. Yes. Uh, and with, I'm your host as always, Cooper. And with me, back for round two, he was a, a guest in season one if you haven't watched yet. Uh, my good friend, brother in Christ, Ayabole Barge. Yes. What's up, man? Yes. I'm going for the sweep. So if it's four, yeah, yeah, yeah. four seasons, I want to be on every every season. every single okay. season. So this is the this yeah. is the beginning of the, That's of the fair. sweep. If you're ever gone, if you like move away, we'll just do a Zoom. We'll, we'll have do a to. Zoom episode. We'll, we'll have to get it. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Um. So, uh, if you didn't listen to our podcast last season, um, most of the weeks I have someone on who's uh, high school, college age, or even had eighth graders on before. Um, and we usually just talk about kind of life experience stuff. But uh, one thing that I like to do, and then I think went really well last time that we did it, is we kind of, we took a break from the usual and we went into more of like a theology dive or a, um, just kind of like a biblical, religion, you know, some kind of a Christian topic. Yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. I think that people that watched it liked it. So um, we're going to try again. Yeah. Um, if people don't watch it, then... We'll just have to talk about something else next yeah. time. But um, is is real quick? Is the mic gonna pick me up even if I'm not like right here? Yeah, you should be. As I, long I, as you're like projecting, you should. Oh, okay. Be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm excited to do it again. How are you? How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Like I just learned the topic of today's episode like ten minutes ago. Not, <laughs> but not because I didn't want to tell. No, you. No, no, no. I asked. I asked because I wanted to give my uh, my real in raw thoughts yeah whereas like if i feel like if i know the topic then i'm gonna think of like okay what what, Over, what are the main there, things yeah. that i want to say and da, da, da. but like to me this is a real chill podcast like because i've watched the some of the episodes that you put out mm -hmm. and it seems to be like a real chill podcast where you're not necessarily like there's no um there's no script it's not about like getting a specific message through yeah and it's just kind of like you asking your students like hey What's been your experience? How has it been living here and thinking this and yeah. being a part of that? So I wanted to emulate that. I wanted to be okay. just I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, we're not a... I wouldn't call us an academic podcast. No. I would say we're definitely more of a like so, a lifestyle, yeah. just kind of relaxed. Yeah. yeah, I think it's served us well so far. Yeah. So um, for all of you who are tuning in, man, thank you guys for sticking with me and with the podcast through season one. Um, the setup's a little different this time. We're just trying to make it a little more personal. Um, try to like have the conversations with each other rather than feeling like we're having conversations with the camera. Mm. Um, if you don't like this, let me know. Like, you know, we're, we're trying to learn and grow as we go. So uh, we don't ever want to assume that we have it perfect, but mm. um, let's get into it, yeah. shall we? All right, so uh, the topic for today uh, is something that I think has become a bigger deal than what it actually is. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So the word or the topic that we're going to be centered around today is the concept idea of deconstruction, okay? Um, and I know that for some of you who are listening or watching, whenever you hear the word deconstruction, immediately there's some very negative connotations that come with that word. And I think fairly and brightly so, because there have been some very unhealthy displays of that concept and, and very bad definitions of what this is that have been spread. Um, and I think that because of that, I think it's important for us to kind of talk about what should this actually be? Right. Like, what does it look like when it's healthy? What does, you know, what is deconstruction really? Yeah. If we're looking at it from a, a Christian perspective. Yeah. Um, so just first off, like, 
I, I know from being friends and having personal conversations, I know you've gone through this a little bit. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I would say, I would say, I know that we, we still have moments where we feel like we're going through this. So, um, if you just had a couple of brief thoughts before we dive into this on, on the topic, what would you say? Number one, I would say, and I don't know how many of the people watching are on TikTok or social media in general, but I think social media. So I don't think that deconstruction is necessarily like a bad thing Mm -hmm. off the bat. But I also think that we've moved to a space where it's become cool. Like Mm -hmm. it, like, like it's been romanticized. Not, not that it's, uh, not that it's like the the cool thing to do as a Christian now, right? But like we make it sound like, oh yeah, everyone should be deconstructing, and so that, like it makes it sound much easier than it actually is. And I think if you if you've had to, and so what is deconstruction? First of all, right. I think that there's a lot of definitions out there, but for yeah. me, deconstruction is looking at the things that you've believed, and then as you kind of have these like internal doubts, right? So maybe they're not things that you're saying out loud or maybe they're not things that you're addressing all the time. There's these thoughts of like, well, why does God do this? Or why do I read that in the Bible? This is, you know, this is talked about and this is what the church is doing. So like, it's kind of holding the balance of what you believe to be true and what you're seeing and hearing from other Christians and the Bible. And a lot of times if it doesn't add up, the easy answer is, oh, you just got to have faith or it's complicated. So let's not really like dive into that. Yeah. I think deconstruction is saying, no, I'm going to actually think about this because at the end of the day, it's important to me whether or not I believe the right thing mm-hmm. about life, about God, about what it means to follow Christ, that type yeah. of thing. So a lot of times I've seen that it, it looks like a, like a, like a fit, like a fun thing to do, like oh yeah, we're deconstructing. Yeah, it's especially, not especially on like like TikTok. Like there, I saw there was a big section of like people that were really like diving into this yeah. like deconstruction yeah. like monologue, and they were yeah. like, everything that I learned is a lie, so I'm throwing it all away. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if you really understand what the concept of this is, but yeah. like yeah, so it's definitely like you said, yeah. romanticized yeah. for sure. I also think that if you're deconstructing a certain thing about what you've been taught. Um, it's not that you're deconstructing to either prove or disprove it, but I think the cert- the, the the end goal should be truth, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the truth can make us really uncomfortable. So there's things about the Bible that'll make you really uncomfortable as you start like thinking about them. And and I also think that this is the key to growing in, in, in your relationship with God because if you're not comfortable not knowing, mm-hmm. then I don't know if you're like fully understanding what following God is yeah. because a lot of following God is just like <laughs> stepping out in faith, being yeah. com- being confused and being like, you know what? I still hold to what I believe in this and that. So I don't know. I, I'm not going to say that the end goal is that you would find this answer and da, da, da. Yeah. But like, I guess. Yeah. It's not a like, you don't go through the process of, of deconstruction for the sake of I want to know the whole truth. Yeah. Like yeah. if that's yeah. if your goal of like breaking things down, especially when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to God, like this topic itself, if you're like, I'm doing this because I want to know all the right answers, <laughs> uh, you should stop what you're doing <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not gonna work that way. And that's yeah. just you know, that's yeah. just the reality of the situation. Yeah. But um I think that another thing that I, to just kind of build off of your definition, um, deconstruction to me does not have to be this complete 
you know, like tearing down of the entire yeah. belief system. I think yeah. I think we can deconstruct a small portion of something that we might have learned. Yeah. Um, I think for I think the the most useful kind of application to this concept is um, there are a lot of people who have been through unhealth, unhealthy uh, church experiences yeah. or have been in harmful settings when it comes to theology and trying to teach about who God is. Um, and I think that builds up this this faith when you don't know it and you're just kind of going through it. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and then you hit a crisis. Mm. And when you, I think when those, when those moments of, um, yeah, we'll just stick with crisis. When those moments of crisis show up and you have to dive and try to get the answers and you're yeah. like, I don't actually have yeah. anything for yeah. this or like yeah. last time I saw somebody try to do this they got rejected yeah. like so like yeah. I'm just not gonna you yeah. know I think that's a good time when you can say like I need to look at this again yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of see like is this healthy like mm-hmm. am I am I truly following Christ yeah. by by doing these things that I've been taught to do I think yeah. you know that's just like when I think about deconstruction and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I think a there's a lot of unhealthy descriptions of this and, and definitions that that aren't helping people yeah because um, i think overall this is a helpful idea um to look at something and to say okay i don't fully understand why i believe this so i'm going to go back to the beginning of like this concept and i'm going to do my research and i'm going to ask my pastor and i'm going to talk to my family and i'm going to create a new idea or not a new idea but like a new belief for myself on yeah. this topic yeah I think the other thing also that I I just thought of that's really important is that nothing about the Christian faith is individual. Like we think about the individual relationship with God and your personal relationship with God. And that's just kind of like, in my opinion, a perversion of what following Christ is Mm because the whole thing is that you need a community. Like if if we don't get other people's perspectives other people's experiences in life, their interpretations of what's going on in, in scripture, mm-hmm. then we would completely miss like a huge chunk of, and we continually miss a huge chunk of who yeah. God is. So I would also say that deconstruction also has to be done in a community setting. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that you're pulling everyone and saying, hey guys, let's all question this thing together. But, or actually maybe that's, maybe that's the case. Yeah, I of think like, that hey, here's the thing that I'm seeing that's not making sense. Does it make sense to you? Right. Does it make sense to you? Does it make, and then, as those people are sharing their answers, I can then filter and be like, okay, well, what's so-and-so, what's so and right, so on and so forth. So I also think that it's not this personal thing where you like lock yourself into like a study, you look at the Bible, you hit you hit up Google, you, you watch a couple of YouTube sermons, yeah. and you're like, you know what, I disagree with all this. I'm walking away from I'm yeah. walking away from Christianity as a whole. I think you can in a healthy setting, and that's I'm gonna say healthy setting because yeah. a lot of times we don't have healthy settings yeah. where people can ask questions, right? That's when we say the whole have faith or then you, you're labeled as someone who's doubting. And, right. But I think it's it's necessary. Mm-hmm. In, in following Christ, you have to at least question some of the things that, that, that are going on or things that are being said and being practiced. And Scripture says that, that you have to test yes. whether or not the things that yeah. you're hearing are of God or of the world. And so... Yeah, that's I've I've had we had a conversation. I don't know if you remember this at, at JKL, which was uh, it's the religion building at Greenville University. So um, we would go in there late night to when we procrastinated <laughs> to to write all our papers and study for all of our tests and all that kind of stuff. And um, 
we were having a conversation at one point about that, about the idea of like, it says in scripture to test the things that you think that you know. Yeah. Um, and how so often, like in our own church experiences, it's almost told as like, believe it and leave it. Like, don't, yeah. you don't need to revisit it. Just know that this is what it is and just let it be that. And um, I think there are some things where that can be the case. Like, like yeah, I, I believe in God. I don't need to revisit that. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, because I, I know that that's a fact. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in there where I'm like, I believe this, but it's causing some yeah. some problems right yeah. now. Like, yeah. like, do I need to revisit this? You know, do I need to go test this? And um, I, when I look at this term, um, again, one of the big reasons that I wanted to talk about this with you, A, is because I know we'll talk about it in a thoughtful way. We're not just going to like, well, this is not very prepared. So it's not like we're just sitting here like with researched answers, like yeah. reading off a list. But the other thing is, I've been seeing so much stuff where deconstruction has become tear it down and leave it down. Yeah. And then just reject everything, you know? Um, And especially I I see a lot of people, I would see a lot of comments and I would see a lot of blogs and like things that I would read about where people were like, I started to deconstruct, but then I realized that my, my faith was nonsense, you know? And then they would just leave Christianity altogether. Um, And I was like, this can't be what this is, you know, because like I didn't really know what deconstruction was yet. So that's kind of why I was diving into it. And I'm looking, I'm like, this can't be right. Mm. Like this can't be, this doesn't seem like it's the, or if it is the purpose, then why, what's the, like, why are people doing this? Like this doesn't, all you're doing is harming yourself, you know? If if deconstruction (laughs) is a fancy way of, saying leave christianity yeah I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not doing it yeah i'm not saying that that's yeah. that's what should be going on yeah it's um yeah. and so I, I kept looking up stuff i'm like trying to watch youtube videos of people talking about it um and i finally found this pastor who was uh, he was breaking down the idea and he was just talking about like if your goal when you start deconstructing mm. is not to have already decided i'm going to build it back up mm. then like you've already started off in a bad place yeah Uh, And so I think that's an important place for us to start is the idea of like, I'm not going to begin this process unless I have an end goal in mind. Mm. Like if you're, if I'm just tearing walls down for the sake of tearing walls down, well, I'm going to look back and be like, I don't have any of the tools to build this back up. Right. And now I'm stuck. Yeah. (laughs) Like, where do I go? Yeah. And it starts with the conviction, right? I I think it has to start with a conviction Mm -hmm. of... At least for me, healthy deconstruction has to start with a conviction of I want to more accurately or more, I don't even know, like I just want to follow God better. Mm -hmm. I want to be more like Christ. I want to be, right? And so as we learn certain things uh, that we, like as we grow up, and again, I think a part of who's to blame is the community of Mm -hmm. of the people who are, let's say, deconstructing to leave. A lot of times you'll hear that there's a lot of trauma, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of kind of suffering around yeah. that. Um, whereas if you were in a healthy community, if you're in a healthy church where someone asking a question doesn't send the elders and the pastors like yeah, <laughs> losing yeah, their minds, yeah. then you're more equipped to continue asking the questions that will continue to build your faith. Mm-hmm. But if you were just like, taught everything hey just this is what read it at face value what it says is what it says and you don't right we all filter scripture through a lens Mm -hmm. there are faithful christians who disagree on just about everything in the bible right 
And even the early church had to put out official statement. These are the whole the councils of Trent and Nicaea yeah. and Constantine and all these things yeah. are is because even the early Christians disagreed on who Jesus was, on what Jesus did. What was the resurrection? Was he actually God? Was he actually sinless? All these different mm-hmm. things. And so they have to like talk about it. And then they're like, all right, look. Here's what's heresy, right? Mm-hmm. What is what's not officially recognized by the church as truth, and then here's what's actually um, real. So we have to continually ask ourselves these questions because if we don't address them, I, do I even question is that actually faith, or are you just not addressing it because it it makes you uncomfortable or you don't want to um, upset some of the other Christians in your life who are kind of encouraging you? So I think. Having a healthy community where you can say, hey, I'm having questions about this, that, and the other. And then that community responding by, okay, well, let's let's figure it out. Here's how I think of it or here's how, you know, in the past people have thought about it. Yeah. But when you're in a space and, and you're, you're simply trying to, I guess, I don't know. Like I said, I think deconstruction has become this like cool thing. But in my experience, it's it's not like it's not yeah. a fun thing. Yeah. Um, because then you're like, especially when you've really held to the faith for a majority of your life, yes. then you're like, is what I is what I believe real? Like, yeah. is what I believe true? And it's scary. Yeah. It's scary because then you're like, what's at stake? I don't know what what's right. next. And that and that's when when it brings back up the importance of you talking about it being a communal thing. Yeah. Like this isn't a do-it-yourself project. Yeah. Like yeah. like you're gonna need those people to come alongside you and be like, yeah. hey, I know you're frustrated right now. Like I, I can see it in your face that you're stuck. Mm. Like I can tell that you're you you don't understand. Like let's have a conversation. And yeah. and I think that the other the other part of this is if you are thoughtfully deconstructing something in your faith, I think it's going to bring difficult questions. Um, and I think that when you have those questions, uh, to 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 have them hit your, there's nothing worse, in my opinion, than having a, a difficult question into your brain and feeling like, I can't ask this. Yeah. Like, if I ask this, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. Or if I ask this, they're going to think I'm a bad Christian or, you know, whatever. Um, but I think that the mark of a healthy Christian community is that we can disagree, we can have hard conversations, we can... I mean, we can get heated. Like you, we've been in heated yeah, conversations before. Like it's, and, and here we are. We haven't fist fought or anything yeah, yet. Yeah. You know, like I think that it it shows a, I think it's a healthy mark on on your community, your friends, your whatever. If you can come to them and be like, hey, I know you don't agree with this, but we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, I know that, um, I know that we haven't really ever talked about this because I'm afraid of what your opinion might be, um, but I want to talk about this. I think that is something that is important. And I think that when you, like you said, when it comes to the, uh, the beginning process, you talked about having the, uh, what's the word, the, the conviction, right? Mm-hmm. I think that after that comes the, okay, I need to start like coming up with like, who are the people that I'm going to do this yeah. with? Yeah. You know, because, because if I, if I don't already have in mind people that I want to bring these questions to, or, um, if I don't, feel comfortable talking to anybody around me about this kind of stuff yeah maybe it's not time you know like as much as as much as this can be a good thing it can very easily become a difficult and and harmful thing as well yeah yeah 
And I, man, I would say also like in the in the <laughs> the closer you get to truth, the more questions, the more, the more <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like you're just training yourself to continue to ask some tough questions yeah. that you may or may not yeah. get an answer. And and uh, and for me, the main question for anyone who let's say is is having questions about the faith, or let's say they're they're starting to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. My encouragement would be that you would be able to sit through the discomfort of not knowing. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times in our faith, you have to know within your heart, without a doubt type thing, right? You have to know that this is true. So when you start asking questions, obviously you don't know, right? You're not going to ask a question if if you know the answer. So being able to sit in that space where even me, even like who I am today. There's times, right, as a pastor, where I know that there's expectations that I would know mm-hmm. certain things. And I still have to kind of fight the shame of, well, the church expects me to know and fully believe this. Yeah. And here I am kind of questioning it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really around my friends, right, when I take off the pastor hat and I'm just like, so you, you and I are, right? Because right. you, don't, you don't see me as, as this pastor. Isn't a, yeah, this isn't a, yeah. yeah. You're a pastor. I'm a pastor. Right. Let's let's have a conversation as pastors. Right? Like, no, no. Like, it's, it's like you see me as a friend, and that's when I'm able to then, like I said, dive into the community right. and ask these questions that maybe I'm not given the space to ask in the pulpit. Yeah. I'm not really given the space to yeah, ask sure. as a leader when I'm in that kind of role. Yeah. So even pastors go through moments where they have to ask themselves, "Do I like what do I truly believe about X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Um, what Scripture's saying? What the church is doing?" Um, what, how we should respond to certain things, right? The, the world is changing, and we're reading texts that were written thousands of years ago, and we then have to interpret them and, and put the application in today. So even asking yourself, how do you like, how do you navigate life right here, right now? That's going to be a cause for deconstruction in, in the sense of, well, this is what the church told me, and this is what I'm reading, and this is what... So yeah. it's this whole thing where it's like a cycle of, the closer you get to the answers, the more the yeah. more you're like, hold up, now I have more yeah. questions about different things, and if this is true, then this changes. It's this whole thing. Yeah, and I think yeah. uh, I, I, I think that goes along with that is you know we just talked about when we have conversations all the time. It's not as pastors, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're just talking to each other as friends. Um, it's important to remember that your pastors are are people, human beings. Please, they are, they are people. <laughs> Please know. As a matter of fact, pray. Take pause the pause the podcast right now and pray, pray for, for your pastors. Yeah. Pray for your pastor. Pray, pray for your pastor. Pray for your youth pastor. Pray for the secretary in the church office. Like, listen, it is. Um, to me, there's nothing more exciting <laughs> than someone coming up to me and like, hey, like I want to talk about this. Yeah. Um, but that expectation that a lot of us have, and I know that I did when I was in junior high, high school, especially the expectation that you have for your pastor to know. Uh, can oftentimes lead to disappointment. Yeah. Because if you think that your pastor knows everything about the Bible, yeah, it's just not. It's not yeah. going to happen. Like, yeah. like the a majority of the time when you hear a sermon, it's after three, four days of research, of reading, yes. of like, like, which is uh, brings me to the point of like, you also need to be doing your own research. Yes. Like, if your entire source of of answer on any of your questions is what other people are telling you. Yeah. Like if I'm just like, oh well, I have really told me this, so it's got to be right. Yeah. Like that's what I believe now. Yeah. Well, did did you read any scripture about that talks about this? Did you 
does Jesus have anything to say about this? Yeah. Like, have we, do we see anything like that? You know, yeah. I think that's for us to, to do this in a healthy way, for us to be deconstructing anything. I think we have to be rooting ourselves in scripture the entire time. Mm. Because if we, I think a lot of times the reason that people come to this point of wanting to deconstruct is because things that people have told them yeah. have brought them to an unhealthy space. Yeah. And if we're looking to people to solve those problems, yeah. I think it can yeah. kind of trap us in the same way. Yeah. So, so, so if you're listening to this, if you, if you played this podcast thinking, I'm going to get the keys to how to deconstruct. Right now, you've already heard two different kind of concepts, right? Where we're saying that you deconstruct in community, mm-hmm. right? Where it's not just you being in like a dark room with the light on, yep. reading through the Bible and being like, no, nah, I, I got to figure this out. Yeah. But it's also you doing some of that where you have to read for yourself you have to really spend time reflecting and saying what does that mean at times and there's like lord knows how many commentaries on one verse you can find like there is an abundance of sources that you could look at and so like you even sitting there and, and thinking what does this mean to me in whatever topic it is or whatever idea it is that you're you're going through and asking yourself what it really means so now there's a balance. Mm-hmm. And so when do you do what? Yeah. Even that right there is the, is the yeah. is the kind of the the difficulty of of deconstructing in a way where you know you're going to and that's why I think it takes a while as well. Like, yeah, it's oh it's a process. Yeah. Like it's not a I'm going to sit down one week from now I'll have I'll yeah, have what I I'm going to I got it. Like no, like yeah. we've been, we've had we started conversations our sophomore year of college that we still talk about yeah. cuz like man, like the world is changing all the time. And like, what does that look like for us as Christians? And um, to add a third layer to our our scale of things, uh, I think the other super important aspect that that we haven't necessarily covered yet is the idea of diving into your relationship with God and like trying to keep that strong. Um, Because I can read as much scripture as I want. I can talk to as many people as I want. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if I'm not if I'm not spending time with God, if I'm not giving like if my ultimate goal is not that like I want to have a stronger relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole point of deconstruction. Mm-hmm. So if that's the point of deconstruction is to become closer to God, then we have to stay engaged with God during mm-hmm. that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the disconnects that I think I've seen a lot on like social media, blogs, whatever, is that people are just like disconnecting themselves from everything. Uh, and in that that space where you're just completely disconnected, uh, they find themselves in that isolation just being like, yeah. well, I don't know anything. Yeah. So, no, is, so none of it's real, you know? Like I, th- I think that that consistent engagement, we talk about, I've talked with my, my youth group before about um, your relationship with God is not like, you just say some prayers or whatever. Like if I use the example, I'll, I'll use it again for you. Like if we were having a conversation and, and you were talking to me about some like real difficult stuff that was happening to you in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, kind of like, you're like looking down cause it's a difficult topic for you. You look up and I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. Like I've just zonked out <laughs> while we're talking. Right. Like you're going to be like, Dang, <laughs> I thought that I'm, I thought I missed something to this yeah, guy, yeah. right? And I think that when we look at our relationship with God, we have to, it's that idea of like paying attention and, yeah. and intentionality and being willing to do work in order to make that relationship stronger. I think it's not just about reading scripture. It's not just about your Christian community. That's a good like point. at the core of it all, yeah. it's 
I'm trying to strengthen this relationship with God and I can't do that if I'm not consistently through the ups and downs trying to engage with him in the process. That's a really good point because I think, in in my opinion, that... (laughs) I don't know if this is is too radical, but I think one of the main ways that we experience God is actually just in life, right? Like like, like how we interact with our... Everything, everything, mm-hmm. education, at school, at home, friendships, a lot of athletes, like those types of things. God reveals God's self to us in those ways. Now, it's through scripture that we get to kind of be able to define what it is that we're seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so a God of hope, a God of justice, a God mm-hmm. of love, a God of peace, a God of all these different things. So if you're not, let's say... So let's say that your focus is you're you're super focused on what the texts are saying, yep, and not enough focus on what the application is in the real world. Yeah, then that can cause a really huge problem. Yeah. And then there's also kind of a difference, right? In that, so now we're talking about how we experience life in general. Mm-hmm. Everybody alive, Christian mm-hmm. or not, experiences life, yep. right? <laughs> and then we add scripture and we look at, okay, so this is what we're seeing. This is, right? And then you recognize, oh, okay, this is the God that I serve. The other thing is that we, another thing that comes with not, or not feeling that we can deconstruct or talk about having questions is a lot of times what we're deconstructing are the things that we're seeing being done. So not necessarily, um, what scripture says or, or what we understand God to be, but through the lens of this is how I've seen Christians in my own life yeah. respond when it comes to X, Y, or Z topic. Yeah. You name it, right? Yep. And how many denominations are like there's countless denominations. Yeah. So when it comes down to I want to I want to follow Christ as best as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this faith community and here's how I've seen them respond to this crisis or this tragedy or this new hot topic politic or political whatever, whatever it is. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And then you have questions of like, is that what is that what God really says? Is it, right? Yeah. So again, now there's layers of we're talking about scripture and we're talking about the lived experience and then we're talking about like <laughs> so there's so many moving parts, which yeah. is and I think this is exactly why deconstruction is a bit taboo in the church. Yeah is because since we can't really uh, completely define what it is and how to do it well, it's like, don't get too close to the fire, right? Yeah. Because there are people that get burned sure. by, uh, yeah, absolutely. by the deconstruction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but since it's such a difficult and, and it takes discernment and all these things and patience. And so I think it's since it's really hard, the easiest thing that we can do is demonize it and just say, well, don't don't address just it. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's always like one of the main problems with how we respond to to people who are questioning yeah. things. Yeah, I think uh, a prime two prime examples of that. Um, not to like lay out any agendas or anything like that, but two prime examples of that would be like when you look at the origins of when like BLM started. If you look at the beginning of, I would say within the last few years, like the push of like LGBTQ, like. Those two things have become such divisive topics. Man. And I think that so many Christians have, instead of looking, have been looking to their politics to answer those questions rather than looking to God to answer them. Yeah. Um, and and it's, 
as is the case with anything else yeah. in our faith, I think when we, we have to go back, we talked about this last time. Jesus is like the key for, for both of us. Mm-hmm. Like the prophets can say what they want, like all this stuff. Like, yes, they have good things to say. Yes, that we should read it and know that what they're saying is important. But the life and mm-hmm. an example of Christ, mm-hmm. like if that is not our, our go-to source of material for our answers, the answers that we can have, mm-hmm. um, I think that's an issue because mm-hmm. when I look at, it was funny when I was writing down, uh, trying to figure out kind of the path that I wanted to walk through, um, I'm sorry. I was thinking like, man, I would love to have some examples of like deconstruction in scripture, like times that this happened. And dude, there's so many. Yeah, like, ton. like, and a the ton. funniest part about it is, is that a lot of times it was happening to the apostles or the Pharisees. Yes. And it was Jesus that was wrecking their thought. Like it was not, it was not that like they were wavering and Jesus was like, no, 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 stay strong. It was, they were, they were like, I stand strong on this. And Jesus yeah. was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and then like, they had to go through this moment of like, like what, what? Like, like when you look at the man with the withered hand, like that whole story where the laws that the Pharisees had set up is like, you, you don't work, you don't do this. And Jesus is like, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like as he heals yeah. him, you know, it's, yeah. it's this moment of Jesus saying like, what's more important to you? Like is serving people more important or is the yeah. law more important? Like where, where are you at on this? So there's a historical aspect of, of it as well, right? Because mm-hmm. what you're saying is, and that's exactly what you got Jesus killed. Right, yeah. he was a little bit too radical for the for the people in power, the religious order. The because really, it was the Romans who did the killing, but they wouldn't have even cared about Jesus if it wasn't for the, yeah, for the religious people, for right? Yeah. So Jesus comes in and he's saying a lot of things that the religious people don't agree with, right? He's saying, well, you guys have always done this on the Sabbath, but what you don't realize is now you're becoming slaves to the Sabbath rather than it being something that serves you, you guys, right? And so that's what can happen with our religion Mm -hmm. is it then becomes something that that we serve and we completely lose sight of God's intended purpose for why it is that we do the things that we do. My favorite example of deconstruction, one that's very apparent to me, was in that sermon that I gave uh, in the spring semester, where we go through John chapter 3, right? And, and we talk about John 3.16 being probably one of the most famous Bible verses of all time, right? This is, uh, it's got to like, be up there. Yeah, this is like yeah. the intro of like, if, yeah. you, if you're trying to memorize a verse, this is probably the first one. It's the one to go For God yeah. so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, right? And then 17 goes on to say, for God did not ascend his son to condemn, condemn the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then we ask ourselves, or in order that the world might be safe to him, yeah, I'll, I'll finish yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't want you guys to scrutinize what I'm saying. He quit because he didn't know <laughs> But when we look at who Jesus was talking to, Nicodemus, this super highly educated yeah. dude who... And, and, and when we look at the religious leaders, it took a lot to get to where they were. It wasn't oh. like, oh, this is somebody who knows the, the Torah very well or who goes to the synagogue regularly or who practices the set. Like there were roadblocks, or not roadblocks, but there was a filter in it's which rigorous, for you to... It's a rigorous right, process. Not, yeah. not everyone... First of all, I think it was hard to be a Jew, period. Oh, <laughs> right? Dude, there were like 600 laws yes. by the time that Jesus steps on the scene. So And so Nicodemus is like at the top of the top of the pecking order up there in the elites mm-hmm. of the Jews. So you want to talk about like a Jew who really knows his knows stuff. His Nicodemus stuff. is yeah. up there. He's earned 
his whole life has been working to get up to that point where he's a, a, a leader of the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And he comes to Jesus and he asks him, you know, basically what this whole thing's about. Like, I see you're a different type of teacher, right? And so yeah. he's, he's almost getting to the truth of who Jesus is. And Jesus is like kind of pushing the pencil a little bit, right? Yeah. So you're a leader of the Pharisees and you don't know what it means to be born Jesus again. Jesus was so sarcastic. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like when, it, when I read it, I'm like, Nicodemus, you're so stupid. Come on, bro. Yeah. How do, how do you not know that being born again doesn't mean that you're literally in your mom's womb a second time? But like yeah. he, was, he was confused. And so mm-hmm. Jesus continues to kind of push him and push him and push him. And at the end of the day, that whole interaction is taking what Nicodemus knew and experienced. He read, right? This is, a, he probably could quote the entire Torah, right? They lived in you a very, be, yeah, uh, they memorized. Yeah. Right? Their memories of that. Crazy. Know, they, you could, they could recite paragraphs yes. of like things that they heard 10 minutes yes. ago. Like that stuff is crazy. So Jesus is like, here's what you know, and here's what I'm asking of you. Mm. And then Nicodemus has to... Like, imagine being Nicodemus leaving that conversation. Oh. You just heard about being born again. You just heard about the world being saved, not condemned through Christ and all these... So, when we talk about deconstruction and any pastor who completely shuts it down and says, oh, that's that's not a da-da-da... It is a biblical idea that you have to question if you are living the way that God is intending you to live. And that is impacted by what you believe. Yep. So, what I believe encourages me to live a certain way therefore what i believe is super important Mm -hmm. and i can't just believe everything that everyone tells me otherwise i'd be i mean and you're going to make everyone upset no matter what you do there's going to be these christians are going to be upset that you're doing this there's going to be these christians that that love that you're doing this and if you flip it and do that it's going to be the exact opposite Yeah. yeah so you can't really please everybody but what you have to do is look at your faith and say is what i believe does it make sense, first of all, that Christ would ask me to do something like this? Mm. If it doesn't, diving deeper into it. A lot of things don't make sense that Christ does call us to do, right? Like the main thing that I'm thinking of now is suffering. Like how many times do we see in the Gospels that Jesus asks his followers to follow him uh, knowing that they'll suffer? Deny yourself, take up your cross. That doesn't make sense. What does that mean? If I question that, it's not that I'm disagreeing with what Jesus is saying, but at the end of the, at the, I guess, the end of the journey, I'll have a better understanding of what Jesus was trying to yeah. say. So even if you don't come to this complete conclusion of what God truth is, right? And yeah, yeah. I think you you end up getting closer to the truth than mm-hmm. if you were to just be like, oh, deny yourself, take up your cross. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. Let's yeah. just keep going. I'll have faith. Yeah. Forget that, that yeah. confusing part. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy as we like talk for me to realize because I think that a lot of people go through this without really putting a name to it and like mm. kind of realizing what it is. Mm. Um, to realizing how much responsibility you have to take for yourself, yeah. like in the process of doing something like this. Mm. Um, it just like. It very like validates to me why I saw all those things on online and was like, this doesn't look right, mm. you know? Because yeah. it's 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 scary. Like when you when you listen back to this, like when you're listening, you might be like, this is a lot of stuff, guys. Yeah. But the reason it's a lot of stuff is because it's important. Yeah. And we can't we can't like give half effort to this. Yeah. 
because then it becomes harmful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. Um, I think there are some people that are listening that are probably like, I don't need this. And mm. that's okay if you don't. I'm not saying that. It's not okay. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not sit- sitting here lobbying saying that, like, if you haven't gone through this deconstruction process that you're theology isn't good or that you're you're not walking with christ that's i just want to make sure people understand that we're yeah. not saying that yeah um but what we are saying is that i i have a feeling that there are people that are watching listening to this that have had these thoughts that have been like this doesn't make sense to me or or um people are really fighting over this topic and i don't really know where i stand on yeah. it or um, my church has covered this before but I didn't really agree with what they said to me, you know, like th- that kind of stuff. Um, and I just want to encourage people who are, who are doing that, who have been through that process. Like as you listen to this, and as you get to this point, like don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Don't be afraid to deconstruct yeah. things. Like it's yeah. not, it is, as we've said, it's not an unchristian thing to yeah. say like, hold on, I need to kind of strip this back down Mm -hmm. so I can make sure that I understand what God is trying to tell me here. Um, Maybe a huge part of it, maybe a huge part of the fear, because I'm thinking that a huge part of the fear comes from the rejection of the faith community. That's definitely a huge part, at least in my my eyes, is the faith community expects me to to just say yes to yeah i to don't everything. think i don't think people look at this and think oh god's gonna be mad at me if i do this right I, yeah i don't a think lot of it i think is the my what's my pressure. mom or dad yes. or pastor or friend yeah. gonna think about when i start asking these types of questions and i also think that now as i'm reflecting on it it also um it's heavily impacted by who we believe God is and what it means to follow God. So if if you're if the community of faith that you're a part of is just trying to get you fire insurance, right? The hell proof, yeah. you know, we We're want just you trying to, to save souls. I <laughs> see the urgency of yeah. of we don't want you to question so when let's say the rapture was to come at any moment that you're good, right? Cuz if you're in a state of question but you like it makes no sense because in every other aspect of life, you have to go through some kind of growing pains yeah. of of getting, not just getting better at what you do or what or understanding what it is that you're studying, yeah. but there's kind of this growing pain of going from beginner to kind of more intermediate yeah. and more advanced yeah. that has to happen. So how come in every other aspect of life, there's the stumbling and falling that you're given grace as someone yeah. who's growing. But when it comes to your faith, it's like, nah, you kind of have to yeah. have this, right? So, I don't know. If you, if, you, if you have no questions about the Bible, if you have no questions about who God is or what it means to live. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Share no, some, just... Reach out to me yeah. and tell me what you know because yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. love to hear. <laughs> who have you read? Yeah. Like, what have you, yeah. 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 No, Be- I, I think what you say... Sorry, I didn't no, no, you're, you're, I think what you say brings up a really good point because uh, we both have been athletes for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't look like one anymore, mm-hmm. but I used to be mm-hmm. one. And uh, how many times in high school and college do you go back to the basics? Yeah. Where they're like, hey, <laughs> listen, A.B., your, your technique here has been horrible. Yeah. So we're going to go back and we're yeah. going to start at step one and it's, we're going to rebuild. It's humbling, isn't right? it? Right? It is oh, humbling. As an, an athlete? Humbling as experience. An athlete. <laughs> it's a humbling experience for someone to say, hey, 
I know you've been doing this for a while, but it's not good. Yeah. Or like, or there's was, some things that we need to fix. That was you know? every every film session in college. Oh, dude. <laughs> week week after week, my okay. D my D line coach getting me right, and it was it was painful. Yeah. But, I, yeah. but but there's truth to that. The idea of if something as basic and trivial as sports yeah. has this process of like, okay, well when things when you get too comfortable, oftentimes you you fall into bad habits and when you fall into those bad habits okay well let's let's break all that down and let's let's build it back up yeah. well let's build it stronger again yeah if we do that with football why would we not do that with our faith right you know right is uh, football more important to exactly. get right, to get right than <laughs> our faith you ask, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah following god that that is the challenge of a lifetime like mm-hmm. and, and as I reflect on it, right? So the career path that you and I have taken as as pastors, um, our life is pretty much dedicated to, I guess, trying to figure out what it means to follow God, yeah, and, and to do it well, and to yeah. and to really be like Christ, yeah, like and to help others to, yeah, to, to do the same, to take to any be, step forward, right. yeah. So when I think of what is, is there any greater purpose than, than to follow God? And this doesn't mean you have to be a pastor. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying in whatever field you're in, at the end of the day, like life's going to go on, right? Yeah. So you'll, you'll pass away and like your legacy and all these things, they'll all continue going. But I think when we live a life that, that forces us to come to God and to say, I want to be reconciled to God, and to the people around me, mm-hmm. and I am following Christ so that I might be like Christ, so that I can bring the so the whole prayer of uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If that is the main goal of my life, I'm going to spend my entire life mm-hmm. trying to do that. And I can't think of a more fulfilling purpose than yeah. that. No yeah. matter what field you're in, no matter what you do, what, what your hobbies are, where you live, um, all that stuff. That journey... It's going to be a lifelong journey. Because yeah. I've realized that when I was 16, 17, 18, I thought I knew a lot. Oh. I was like, yo, I got these memory verses. I got, you know, yeah. I'm reading this book. And then I come to college. And then I'm like, okay, so there's quite a few people that know more than me. Yeah. And now I'm realizing I really don't know that much. And then we're asking questions in a group setting. Boom, boom. By, by the end of the four years, I'm like, okay, I really don't think I know as much as I do. But yeah. I'm so much closer to what it means to follow God yeah. properly than I was when I was 16, 17, 18, mm-hmm. when I thought I had it figured out. So there, that, that comfort of saying, I've got it all figured out, that in and of itself can be something that's stopping you from actually really living the way that, right? Really yeah. following the ways of Christ. Yeah, it's the same thing as, again, like if we talk about sports. Yep. If you are not striving to be better than you were the day before, yeah. that's when you plateau and fall yep. off. You know, yep. it's... It's the same thing with our faith. If yeah. I'm not waking up every morning like, all right, I need like I want to be closer to God today than I was yesterday. Like, what mm-hmm. I'm gonna get in my Bible. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do whatever. Uh, I think that's that's a daily challenge, and that's um, that I think is really hard, especially when life is busy. Yeah. Um, I think about some of the, like the schedules that my high schoolers are going through. Yeah. Like you guys, <laughs> they have classes that start before school. <laughs> Then they have school, then they have practice, then they have clubs after practice. It, it like won't these always kids are be busy. Like this. They're busy from <laughs> seven a.m. to eight p.m., dude. And like, if that was my schedule, I understand how difficult it is to fit more into your day. Um, but 
I think, as is the case in anything else, I think if we care about something enough, <laughs> we make room for it. <laughs> you just told me. So that actually reminds me of an exact conversation that I had with um, I was with my pastor. I was in Australia in high school. And I remember coming to him being like, my schedule is this, this, this. I'm so da da da. And I was so mad when he said, well, you'll make time for what you care for. <laughs> I was I was hoping he'd be like, oh, I understand. You, you, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you, you know, it's okay. Da, da, da. Yeah. He was like, you'll make time for what you, what you care for. Mm-hmm. And that like cut me deep. And then the rest of the time I was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, instead of being on my phone. Anyway, that's, that's kind of me going rabbit no, yeah. hole. No, that's good. But, but again, I think it ties to the whole idea of really striving to follow God mm-hmm. and being able to be uncomfortable, right? Because it's not necessarily a comfortable walk. Yeah. Um, really trying to follow God and do it well is something that's going to take a lot of time, a lot yeah. of effort, a lot of intentionality. Like you're really going to have to sit there and, and try to um, refine who you are and how you interact with people, how yeah. you love your neighbor and how you love God, yeah. essentially. And it's not something that happens accidentally. Um, and so if we think of the Christian faith as this like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. I mean, you could do that, but that's in the, I guess, athlete's term if you're, if you're, because uh, you have a lot Enjoy of being on the bench. You're, you know you're curling 2.5s for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. You're not doing anything that's going to actually help you, to I guess, better, get right? better, yeah. right? And. Like I said, I think following God is the biggest challenge of our lives mm-hmm. because every year we change. The yeah. circumstances, if you got a new job, if you got a new whatever, like all these different things. There's so much of application change of what the Bible helps you live into mm-hmm. that like this time next week, there's going to be a different circumstance in which I'm going to, right? Yeah. So, Yeah, it seems like, especially in the last decade, that every year brings a new something. Yeah. And with that comes a new set of questions. And with that comes a new <laughs> a new topic that 50% of us disagree on. And then, you know, it's just, it's, it's never going to, there's never going to be a point when following Christ becomes the easier, the yeah. easiest thing that you do every yeah. day. Like there, it's never like, yeah, saying yes and being waking up and being like, I'm a Christian. Yeah, that's easy. But I'm saying like the practical, like, I'm going to be nice to this person that I can't stand. Like I'm going to I'm going to try to model the idea of trying to model Christ every day. Here's here's it's, here's it's one impossible. thing that here's one thing that messes me up when I think about it. And I don't know if this pertains to to deconstruction. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I I've, I've I've come to the thought that in order to follow Christ and to do it in a way that's like genuine and true mm-hmm. that I too have to be crucified. Mm. And what like what that looks like? No clue, right? You can be like, and I'm not talking a physical death. Like I'm not saying that I need to die, but I'm saying that like I think the 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 persecution should be so heavy that being a Christian essentially should be an accusation rather than a badge of like, hey, look at how good I am, right? Yeah. Like following Christ should be something that other people will be uncomfortable with because of how radically different you do things mm-hmm. than how they do things. And so when I'm not seeing that the persecution, I'm like, am I too comfortable with the things that that I'm comfortable with? Yeah. And I'm not actually following God. Like that's one of the things that I'm 
And it's not necessarily that it is deconstruction, but it's one of those things where I'm questioning mm-hmm. of like, what does it mean for me to follow Christ well if I feel I'm comfortable in my faith or like I'm comfortable with where my faith has put me thus far? Because then am I yeah. pushing the boundaries of loving my neighbor and loving yeah. God? It's like, yeah. Yeah. And I think if you circle back to this like deconstruction topic, I think that that along with everything, I think the last like 10 minutes that we've talked about. I think that proves that for those of you who are listening, who are like, I, this is something I've seen or, or this is something I'm interested in. This is not a like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then in two weeks, it's going to be super <laughs> easy and it's going to be done and I'm going to be super happy. Like, no, this is this is the beginning of a process of like a, of a marathon that is difficult, that it, like we've said, requires community, requires uh, your the time given to scripture, requires the time a consistent effort to to be close to God it's um, it can be grueling like it's just like anything else like there are growing pains to this like yeah. there's gonna be moments when you want to quit there's yeah. gonna be moments when you're like this wasn't worth it yeah. <laughs> like yeah. how many times do you do something in your in faith and it gets hard and you're like yeah. maybe this wasn't worth the yeah. effort. like maybe yeah. I shouldn't have done this you know yeah. that's um, real that's yeah that's real and I man the vulnerability that it takes to share to share that that that's real because there's yeah, times it's... where when <laughs> I'm I'm walking with Christ and I'm like yeah I'm trying to right and, and there's times where I'm like it would be so much easier to just give up like it would be so much easier to just say I'm not gonna try to follow Christ I'm gonna live my life for me I'm gonna get what I want what I feel I deserve and then it's like forget everybody else and everything that I've because it's easier for me to just do what I want yeah but it's so real I've thought about. <laughs> I thought about this, the, the idea of like, again, and I'm not, I don't want to, I don't mean to call anybody out. This is just like a thought that I've had before. Like I've thought to myself, Cooper, just go to church on Christmas and Easter and call yourself a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just, That's kind of the I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, dude, just, yeah. just get, just do just enough that, that people will be like, oh yeah, he's a Christian. Yeah. And then they'll leave you alone. Like the, I, I've realized that other religions and other practices do this really, really well. Mm. Of like, mm. it, and and part of it is that since Christianity is a faith, like believing is really the prerequisite. Like, like believing this, believing that Jesus is who he said he was, and the Bible, uh, or the, that he did the things that the Bible said he did. That's kind of the prerequisite, and we can we can tell ourselves to believe that. Yeah, but like. If you truly believe in, in it, it comes to this point of like living it out. That's when it really becomes hard. Because when I look at, let's say, uh, Muslims or Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons or all these different kind of uh, different groups of people who believe a certain thing, mm-hmm. there's very few fake Jehovah's Witnesses out there. Very few, like you don't hear too many stories about a fake Muslim. So yeah. it's much harder to to live what they're what they're doing. But because Ours is kind of like a, it's a faith-based thing where it's whether or not I believe. Yeah. We can say that we believe and therefore we are Christians. Yeah. But if your belief, and then this is the whole thing about faith or faith and works and all the, and like what comes first and how does it intermix and mingle and all these different things. But again, that's why I think it's really important to touch on the topic of deconstruction is that what we believe will impact who we are and how we respond to what the world is forcing us to respond to mm-hmm. and if i as a christian am not ready to respond to what the world is offering then i'm ill-equipped to follow christ where i am right yeah. here and right now and so 
if we want to say, oh, you know, I'm just going to believe the, I guess, I'm not going to have any questions. I'm just going to believe. And it's kind of this vanilla thing where it's like, yeah, I'll just take just whatever. That, the, yeah. I think you're not as equipped to love your neighbor and to love God when things really get tough and it, and it comes down to, to, yeah. to doing the things that you say you believe. Yeah. I think it's, it's really easy. And I think that we've all fallen into this for periods of time. It's really easy to turn to turn your faith into a nine to five. Yeah. Like it's really easy. Yeah. And not because we're lazy, but yeah. because it's that hard. Yeah. To it's so easy to be like, all right, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna do just enough to not get fired. Like check off the boxes yeah. of prayer life. Reading read my Bible. Tell somebody it, that I read my Bible. Yeah. Go to church. church and then if I do those things, then I'm good. Yeah, yeah. then people will know. You know yeah. it's, and it's not that. And I, and I don't want to say that there's. if you don't go to church, you can't be a Christian. Mm-hmm. I, if you are, are someone who's uncomfortable at church or you feel like it's not something that um, has served you well, but you still have a, a community of people that you gather with and that you talk about faith, listen. I have no quarrels. Like yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing that says that that cannot serve you well in a relationship yeah, with God. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter whether that's your setting or whether church is your setting or whether you only go to small groups or whether you uh, don't really go to any of it. But maybe you have a family that talks about it and you're still just just connected enough to care a little bit. Hmm. Um, I think that when anyone decides to take it seriously. Um, and I, and I think that kind of draws all this together when, when you have that moment of conscious decision where you say, I want to take my personal journey of faith and relationship with God. And I want, I want it to get better Mm -hmm. when you take responsibility for that. Um, I think that whether it's partial or whether it's, uh, on a bigger scale, I think deconstruction naturally becomes part of that process. Yeah. Um, those difficult questions that pop into your head and you have, you have to ask them, um, whether that's to someone or to God, or you pray on it, or you're reading your scriptures, trying to find answers, whatever it is. Um, I think that deconstruction often marks, um, a willingness to become uncomfortable. That's Uh, big. And and a willingness to become uncomfortable is a, is a mark of someone who's trying to get closer to God. And, um, Again, I'm not saying that if you don't deconstruct, you can't be a good Christian. Like mm. that's not the, that's not mm. what I'm saying. This is more. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. We changed the whole. I changed my whole thesis. Uh, uh, just, I, you 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 said something that I think the pinnacle of. If, I think if anyone who is who has been experiencing doubts or questions or or whatever, I think you touched on something that was really important, which is. You have to be able to almost, I don't want to say embrace the discomfort, Mm -hmm. but don't run from the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Because the moment that we run from the discomforts of life, I think, like you said, that's where we stagnate. That's where we plateau. That's where we no longer are growing. We no longer give ourselves the opportunities to like really, right? And if you are someone who genuinely cares about the life of following Christ. Yes. Yeah. The discomfort has to like like how do I say this? I guess maybe that's what I was talking about with the crucifixion thing. It's almost like a natural the, part of the, the discomfort has to be yeah, it's, a part it's of it. It's gotta the be there. Yeah. The moment that you're not uncomfortable, 
and I'm not saying the whole thing has to be this like oh you know super yeah you, it's not like you're fearing for your life the whole time right. like that's not what we're saying <laughs> yeah I'm fighting for yeah. my life yeah. <laughs> it's it's not that uh, the whole thing has to be this crazy uncomfortable thing yeah but the moment that you are completely like I guess satiated like you're just you're good. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing pulling you in. Yeah. I think that might be the worst spot to be in mm-hmm. within your faith because you always need something that is kind of drawing you closer to God mm-hmm. in your practice. Yeah, and and I think to go along with that, also when you create a comfortable space, uh, I think when you get to that point, then uh, when those when those things that happen that make you uncomfortable happen, instead of embracing that and pushing towards it and trying to figure out why is this happening yeah. you just push it away and don't deal with it yeah. um and i think about i was thinking about while you were talking earlier one of the things that kind of popped into my brain was the idea of like when you're when you try going to the gym you're trying to get stronger you <laughs> painful it's painful, <laughs> it's painful first of all but like it's those the idea of, of lifting weights and bulking and all that is you have these, it's all these tiny tears yes. that grow yeah. back stronger every yeah. time. Yeah. And it's that willingness to go to the gym and go through this process of like getting sore and like all mm-hmm. that. And you're like, we have to be willing to get into those positions because if we're, if we're not willing to make ourselves kind of engage in the more difficult yeah. things of faith, then we can't have those moments when we grow through them. Yeah. Like if, if I just hide from everything that makes me uncomfortable, then um, I'm just going to be this forever. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I don't want to be this forever. Yeah. Like I want to get better. Like yeah. I, I want to get stronger. I want to be more passionate about, about what it means to be Christian. I want to be a better example of Christ. Uh, and if my answer to everything that I don't like is to, is to push it to the side and act like it doesn't exist... Yeah. I can't do that. Andy Minio said, "How you how you plan on getting sore if you don't ever get sore?" Yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly what he's that's talking exactly about. what he was talking about. Yeah. Dang, that's good. I you know I never really thought about that, yeah. but that is what he was talking about. Sorry, my dog is. Uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't touch. Billy. <laughs> no, no. It'll, it'll, it'll encourage you to, to to keep. But yeah, um, so it's this demon. I, I think it's this demonized uh, thing. But I think it comes from a lack of understanding mm-hmm. of, at the end of the day, I think if you're really trying to learn how to follow Christ, it's crucial. Uh, you have to you have to have questions. You have to ask questions. You have to almost like vulner- make yourself vulnerable to the people who yeah. uh, are more mature in their faith, you know, and stuff like that. You open up to, the, to them and hopefully it's a healthy community that's going to help you mm-hmm. navigate these questions rather than kind of slap an answer on it or shoot it down. Yep. There's so many moving parts, right? Of, of you can be deconstructing the church, you can be deconstructing scripture. Um, then there's the it's personal in the sense of you do have to do personal work and yeah. do your own study, and then the whole community. So that the moving parts and everything like that. But at the end of the day, to follow God is to be uncomfortable. To live life, whether or not you're yeah, a Christian, yeah. whether or not you're, it, it's it's going to entail yeah. some suffering. Uh, real genuine suffering and so for me as I think of like you know the young high schooler middle schooler whoever is going to watch this um, or adult or adult parents, or adult yeah. parents, parents well, they already know what I'm about to say oh, of yeah. life life will continue to kind of throw rocks at you mm. and how you navigate that again with the posture of like if your posture has been if faith is the most important thing to you 
and your posture for your faith has been stay comfortable. Mm-hmm. Everything else is going to have, or by logic, if that's the most important thing to you, your faith, everything else that you do in life that comes second to faith, yeah. or, your, or your, you fall in Christ, is going to have is going to mirror the same concepts of staying comfortable. Allowing those comfortable moments to, it's almost like death by a thousand cuts. Because mm-hmm. immediately there's nothing really there's nothing wrong with not addressing the discomforts. There's nothing better than feeling good. Yeah. But <laughs> over time, you'll realize, man, this is why I'm not loving my wife well. Man, this is mm-hmm. why I'm not being a good friend. This is why I'm not being a good son or daughter. This is why I'm not. So the whole idea of comfort maybe is what we're talking about when we talk yeah. about deconstruction. And there's some people who, for one reason or the other, don't want people to get that uncomfortable. Maybe fearing that they'll leave the church maybe fearing that i don't yeah. know but yeah but yeah no and i i i again i think we talked about this a little bit before we started recording we the whole point of this was so that people who have kind of felt this way or who maybe haven't been able to put like a finger on it but like you felt the pulse and you you kind of are like i don't really know what to do with this yeah um i just wanted we just wanted this to be encouraging yeah like yeah. we just wanted this to be something where you can be like okay I kind of have an idea of where I can like start now yeah or like I know you know like kind of how to build the structure so that I can go forward with this yeah um and that's something where like if you hit a wall or if you have any questions that you're scared to talk to anybody else about you can always talk to me you can all I mean you guys don't really know I have low but I know him well enough to know that he would absolutely help you guys with questions mm. like that mm. um so if there's anything that you guys have where you're like hey i'm thinking about going through this process can you talk to me a little bit about what this yeah. might be or do you think um, it could be something where if they have a question now obviously we would have to filter what it is that we yeah. will answer to oh, that we, but if they have yeah like if they have questions the yeah. next the next podcast that me and you do together yeah. would be on the topics that i i think that if anybody has things that they want us to address yeah uh, like that could be adults, it could be high schoolers, junior hires, kind of like college. There's some college kids that listen to this. Like, if you have things that you want us to talk about, we will yeah. not say who asked the question. Uh, we unless you want us to. Like, we we'll keep it anonymous and we'll we'll dive into literally anything you guys want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, we don't have to vet the the answer <laughs> just a little bit, but like, <laughs> but uh, and and again. <laughs> Write your questions. We, I would love for you to do this. Write questions into us. Ask yeah. us. I would. I would love for this to be something where, like, I do the the Yep podcast, but then I also can put out like, like you and I, like yeah. answering stuff. Yeah. Like that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, just remember, we are humans. Yeah. So like, we might do our best to answer something, and the whole time you might be like, "This is not what I was looking for." <laughs> and and uh, if that's the case, I'm sorry, but. But yeah, man, if you have questions for us, like if you want us to go through stuff, the the whole idea of us meeting and doing this together um, is that we wanted to create something that would hopefully answer a question that that a lot of youth today are kind of facing that, yeah. that don't get talked about a lot. Not that churches don't want to talk about it, but like you can only get to so much. Yeah. Um, so just little things like that. If you have something for us and you want to text me a question, if you want to... Uh, leave a comment if you want to do anything like that. Just just let me know. We'd be happy to do that. But um, again, I hope this conversation was helpful. I hope that I created some sort of framework. Uh, I hope that I hope that it was just was something that gave hope. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that ultimately yeah. is, is what we were looking for. Yeah. So um, it's always a good time having you on here, man. Yeah. Yes, sir.
I, I feel like we could keep going, but I, we could. I'm sure most people are already done listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> if you made it to the end, uh, thank you. Yeah, thank we you appreciate you very appreciate much. You. Yeah. And yeah. I, I hope you just continue doing doing whatever it is. Uh, yeah, trying man. to trying to trying to follow Christ. Chase after Christ, man. Try yeah. to. Not that it's easy, but it's just rewarding. So. Worth it. Yeah, worth it. For absolutely sure. worth yeah. it. Well, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. We really appreciate it. We'll be back later. But uh, season two kickoff, man. I had fun. Yes, I had sir. fun. Thanks yes, for joining sir. us, man. Thank you. All right. See you guys.